Welcome to Peak Mind. I'm your host, Michael Trainer, and I'm here with my new friend, Michael Lau uh, from Simply Ozone or Simply O3. And man, I am authentically, and it could be because I just did Ozone and I'm feeling phenomenal, but I'm extraordinarily excited to have this conversation. I have been deeply curious about ozone as someone who had Lyme disease twice and had to leave my home uh, and radically upend my life because of acute mold exposure. And in all of my research, ozone has of the greatest efficacies, if not the greatest efficacies in, in treatment. And as many of you know, my father unfortunately passed from cognitive decline and dementia. And so I've done a, a pretty deep dive into uh, cognitive benefits, et cetera. And I actually reached out to, to Micah and his team uh, because I was really, really curious uh, about ozone. And so we're going to get into it. You guys are, are going to want to stick around for the full episode because I did a pre-episode yesterday with a member of Micah's team. And I haven't been this excited about a technology in quite some time. And I don't think I've ever said this on the show. So Micah, it's, it's an honor to have you. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. And at some point, we'll probably have to reverse the roles here and I'll get to interview you about all the, the peak mind stuff that you've found. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, I'd be I'd be honored. Um, but yeah, so let's let's start with a very basic uh, synopsis for those. You know, some people in my audience are, are sort of very experienced uh, in the functional medicine space and the biohacking space. Others may be coming to it for the first time. Um, can you talk a little bit about what ozone is? Yeah, so ozone is gas, it's O3. And people might know about it from pollution or the ozone layer. Uh, we're talking about pure medical grades of ozone. So when we apply this therapy, it's a mixture, a very small amount of ozone and a lot of oxygen. So there's like two to 4% ozone. Um, but people get, tend to get kind of tripped up. Well, let me say first, oxygen is O2. So it's closely related to that. Um, and it's a gas, you can't see it, but you can smell it. It has a very distinct smell to it. So that's like the one thing that you do notice with it. And it's one of the most detectable molecules by smell. I think at a 0 0.005 parts per million or something ridiculous like that. So you can smell it very, very early. But people tend to get tripped up by it because uh, we know about like ground level ozone, right? Like it's a pollutant. If you're in LA or something like that, they might say the ozone level is such and such today. And so, um, the, the common question from there is how can we use an ozone gas as a therapeutic agent? And the answer is, well, the lungs don't have what's called an antioxidant buffering system, which makes sense, right? Because we need to be able to breathe in oxygen. Uh, we need to be able to metabolize it. So we don't have antioxidant protection there so that we can draw in oxygen. So we're aerobic beings. But everywhere else in the body has this antioxidant buffering system where it can be safely applied and used. And it's it's really quite a cool therapy. It can be used in a lot of different ways. It's probably one of the most versatile therapies that I personally know of, just because you can put it into the ears, into the colon, into the blood, uh, onto the skin. And a lot of that, not the blood, but a lot of that can be done from home. So it can help a lot of people. It's pretty simple and good. And what 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 kind of benefits do you see from ozone? Just to give people, I mean, they're 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 myriad, and, but can you give uh, just a, a little bit of, of of a synopsis of some of the benefits one sees from consistent use of ozone therapy? Yeah, you, you mean more uh, probably less from like uh, what's happening inside the body, like the biochemical stuff, and more on like what people experience. Yeah, so we can go deeper into the science of it, but I think I think you know, some, someone who, who's listening might be thinking to themselves, "Okay, interesting. I, that hasn't how that, that wasn't how I thought about ozone in the past." But what is the actual benefit, right? So, like, I, I, I the first time I ever heard about ozone was actually Anthony Kiedis, and I don't know if this is public knowledge, but I had heard. I mean, I don't know if you've seen that, you know, Anthony Keenis, lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, fully transparent, obviously, in his book, you know, was a frequent heroin user um, and, you know, had put some, some some mileage on his body. And I saw him perform, I'm guessing he was in his mid 50s, absolutely shredded. Now, keep in mind, you know, he's he's been healthy for some time. But when I had gone through my mold exposure, I had gotten uh, an introduction to his uh, ozone therapist. So ozone mm -hmm. was a frequent part. Now he used uh, IV ozone, as, as I understand it, uh, but but was a frequent 
part of, I, I believe, is his health protocol. And, you know, in terms of anti-aging, I mean, the guy looks phenomenal. So just anecdotally, I was like, hmm, I wonder what the efficacy is on this in terms of potential longevity and then detoxification. And, and then I got into, which I won't go too deep into right at this moment, but like the benefits for mold, both in, in the environmental sense, but also in terms of how it can affect us personally. So th- that was my initial sort of exposure, but, and I, I know, I know there's a myriad of benefits, but yeah, maybe less the hard science and more just the, like, what are some of the, the benefits someone receives from doing ozone? Yeah. So one of the first books I read on ozone therapy was called the type two diabetes breakthrough. And that was kind of interesting because he was breaking down, you know, it's a metabolic disease. Right. And so he's like, well, I use this thing called ozone therapy and these are the kind of results that I'm getting with it. And so I'm able to reverse type two diabetes between lifestyle and ozone relatively quickly. And it was like, that's interesting. Um, and what he was saying is that it's a, it's a, it improves the metabolism, our ability to utilize oxygen at the cell level. So we're creating more energy. And if you have a metabolic disease like that, you're energy deficient. So it fills that gap. Um, but going a little bit more into what people experience, usually they're experiencing like, say they're sick, uh, an improvement in the immune system. And it's not just to the upside. It's not just boosting the immune system. It's an immune modulator, which means it's balancing out the immune system. So if your immune system is high, like an autoimmune disorder, it helps to bring that down. And if it's low, it helps to bring that up. Um, the other thing that it helps with is circulation and blood flow. So getting nutrients and gases all throughout the body to the areas that they need to be going and then offloading byproduct that builds up in our cells and getting rid of that out of the body. And then the fourth thing, it actually mitigates oxidative stress, which is um, basically the, the, the leading cause of aging and disease. So it's acting on these like really fundamental principles. And so like the benefits um, all come from that. And so benefits might be an alleviation in brain fog or just better functioning mind, um, decreased pain, even uh, getting rid of like really severe infections like Lyme and mold. And some people even doing like the IVs can reverse sepsis and like really, really dangerous stuff like that. Like I had a lady on my call a few weeks ago um, because I do these like group trainings with doctors every uh, every once in a while. And she's like, yeah, I I became a believer in ozone recently because I got rid of my sepsis with it. And I was like, well, that's wild. <laughs> Pretty cool. Um, but there, it's kind of like there's this myriad, this laundry list of benefits to it. And for me, that always like pops a red flag in my mind, right? Because you see a therapy with all these different things. But um, it, it's kind of like exercise and how fundamental it is. So it's helping all those very basic fundamental things in our body perform better. And what happens is, well, your body performs better. So you get a lot of benefits like the reduced brain fog, like the increased energy, like the uh, you fatigue less quickly when you work out afterwards, getting rid of infections. Um, And so the five most common things that it's actually used in as far as diseases are cancer, Lyme, autoimmune, infectious disease and mold toxicity. And then from there, there's people that are just biohacking optimization, um, use it as an anti-aging or just an improvement on what they already have. Yeah, I mean, well said. And I lo- I love the uh the analogy to exercise because, you know, we know that exercise has efficacy on all core all cause mortality and basically just helps us uh, across the board. And it's it's very rare I find to, to find interventions that that have that kind of efficacy. I can say anecdotally that in my you know, I'm now committing to do this protocol. I'm going to do five days, five days on, two days off. Um, but the way that I felt, I haven't felt that good <laughs> naturally in quite some time. I mean, I literally felt like my brain and I take, you know, I take nootropics. I've, I've done a lot of different biohacking, but I haven't felt something that immediate in regards to clarity of thought and clearing. So for context, for those listening, you know, my friend, Dr. I don't know if you know, Dr. G, Dr. Gonzalez, he has a show called Heal Thyself, but he he was actually my personal physician when I went through mold exposure. And it's his assertion and belief that actually a lot of the undiagnosed disease out there is likely caused by environmental toxins and, 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 and very likely uh, mold exposure because it's so common. And I'm in California, right on the, on the coast. So very moist environment, ideal growth for, for uh, mold. And 
it messed me up. I mean, I could not think straight. I would wake up in the morning. I was depressed. I, I, I didn't have any energy. Like I would go traveling and feel amazing. I'd come back to my house and like, I would wake up, have two cups of coffee and still need to take a nap by 11 AM. It was like, but, but it's so mm. hard because unless you have a friend who's a doctor and, and have the knowledge, many people have symptoms that they don't necessarily fully understand where they're coming from. But having seen the flip side of that, what was at least to me anecdotally so potent and powerful was I haven't had something that was a very clear example of something turning off my brain or at least compromising my cognitive capabilities. I haven't had something turn on my brain in a way that felt quite as noticeable as ozone did when I did my first therapeutic. It was it was like a switch turned on and it was like, honestly, and, and I apologize if I offend any vegans out there, but I was a vegetarian for over a decade. And I saw a doctor and she recommended that I consume meat. And I'm not saying this is the case for everyone. Uh, I'm an O negative blood type. And I was highly skeptical when I, when I, she's like, I want you to eat some grass fed meat. And, and I was like, I think I'm going to get sick because I haven't eaten meat for like 10 years. And, and I'm not promoting meat consumption necessarily. I'm just saying my experience was when I ate that meat, it was like I had been living in third gear. And all of a sudden I discovered fourth and fifth gear. It was like, mm -hmm. I just, my biology responded in a way that I, I did not anticipate. It was like, I came alive. And, and so the, my experience with ozone is very rare that I have something that feels that exponential in terms of my state and, and ozone did that for me. Can you explain a little bit more how that is working? Right. So like, how is it that are you just hyper oxygenating your blood? Like, how is it that you can have that noticeable of a state shift, right? From, I mean, I cold plunging, I guess, is now in trend and becoming quite commonplace. And while it's very painful to a degree while you're in it, you do notice those like, you know, neurochemicals kick in after you get out of a cold plunge. That's another, I think, huge state shifter. But like, what is it that is that is happening when you're when you're bringing ozone into the body? Yeah. I'm a huge fan of ice baths, by the way, that got rid of my asthma like six years ago. So it's, it's pretty good stuff. Um, and I, I, a lot of people do get that response off like the first treatment or first couple treatments, but I just want to be clear, like for some people, it takes a few weeks before you're like really getting a response for, from it. So if you decide to do it, stick with it for at least three weeks, because that's kind of the time frame you need to notice if it's going to be helpful or not. Um, but yeah, essentially it's, it is a small stress to the body. So um, our body is always trying to create homeostasis within itself. So on like a biochemical level, you have like your free radicals and your antioxidants and all that kind of stuff. And so ozone comes in and kind of like uh, basically creates this small stress and the body overreacts. It goes kind of, ah, I need to, I need to do something. And then it starts to balance out these very complex systems within the body um with helping with the oxygen delivery with uh helping with the antioxidant protection of the cells but most likely like an improve in like cognitive function and things like that is going to be due to uh blood flow so improved blood th flow throughout the brain and that's that's studied so they verified that and then uh improved oxygen delivery to areas of the brain that need it uh, and it's been studied for that and not only the brain like it does that all throughout the body so it helps for like athletes because uh if they have like ischemic tissues or tissues that are not getting proper oxygenation proper blood flow it's going to help deliver it to those areas that need it so yeah as far as the brain that's that's as far as what we know is happening in the body is that it's blood flow and oxygen amazing and and, and talk a little bit about so I know, for example, from my experience with mold, um, that, you know, you can't necessarily inhale raw ozone, right? So one of the ways that they remediate mold from an environment, and, and that was another thing that I initially gotten introduced to mold around was uh, people would use ozone generators to kind of clear out smells like in a car, like if you Google ozone, like what would come up is like, oh, you want to take out smells out of your car. Um, they have ozone generators. They're illegal in the state of California, but uh, but basically you can you know use it to to sort of 
disinfect your car and take out any smells from a car um, in the context of mold or, or, or an apartment that has acute mold toxicity. Obviously, you need to officially remediate, but part of that remediation protocol at times is the use of ozone to sort of kill the mycotoxins, et cetera. So it's, it has this disinfectant environmental property, but I know also, as you had mentioned earlier, the lungs can't necessarily... Um, you know, you can't breathe in oxygen just raw, or excuse me, you, of course you can breathe in oxygen. <laughs> I you hope you can. <laughs> you, you can't breathe in ozone raw, but how, can you talk about the different delivery uh, mechanics for ozone that make absorption feasible and like ways in which it, it becomes tenable to do so at home? Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways to apply ozone and there's kind of this continuum of um, how it affects the body. So on one side you have systemic, meaning there's like a full body benefit. So when I do IVs, rectal or vaginal insufflation, I don't do vaginal obviously, but if you were to do that, those are forms of systemic ozone therapy, meaning that it's going to benefit pretty much the entire body with those four things I mentioned, which was the immune modulation, oxygen, efficiency, oxygen, efficiency, microcirculation, uh, mitigating oxidative stress. And on the, so that's the systemic. And then on the other side of this continuum, you have local, meaning it's only going to really work in one part of the body. It's not really going to go all throughout the body and be helpful, but it's going to help that one area. So an example of that would be like joint regeneration. It actually has um, as good of efficacy. Like if you have a herniated disc, uh, I think it's 68%. Um, if you do ozone injections near the disc, not even into it, it like has a 68% chance of remediating that herniated disc, which is wild, which is like as good as uh like really invasive stuff is and it's like 150 bucks a pop you have to do like four to six and you know you have a pretty good chance of it working but when you do an injection like that it's not going to benefit the whole body and you can do that into the knees the elbows that kind of thing and another example of like a local treatment is like uh limb bagging so if you have like an infected wound like MRSA gangrene something like that you can put a little special bag over that area and you can infuse ozone gas into it and that exposes the wound and the infection to the gas and it's a very unstable gas so when it's applied onto surfaces like the skin it's going to be able to dismantle uh the bacteria the pathogen things like that stimulate some of the growth factor stimulate some of the collagen production and remediate it so it's it's really it, it, that would include like diabetic ulcers non-healing wounds but you ask kind of like uh what are the different ways to actually apply it well from there, you basically have, there's ways that you just want to do it in the clinic, like an IV or something like that. Obviously, you don't do that at home. At home, there's a lot of different ways to apply it. The two systemic ways to do it at home, meaning benefiting the whole body, are rectal insufflation, vaginal insufflation. From there, you have ear insufflation, which on that continuum is probably somewhere in the middle. So it does help with some of the full body benefits. It does help with like if there's ear infections, nasal infections, eye infections, throat infections, because the ears have these little canals and tubules that actually connect all those different spots. So you can hit the whole head basically just by doing ear insufflation. Uh, you can drink ozonated water. That's pretty much just research for like Helicobacter pylori and different pathogens in the stomach. Um, some parasitic infections it can be helpful for, but um, like see so, what 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 are the what are the different gut issues that it may be helpful for? Yeah, so I usually talk in terms of well, there's research and then there's anecdotes, and usually research is always behind, right? Because you need a group of people that's interested in studying it for a specific reason and then it takes time and then it's always behind the times of what's actually happening like we haven't discovered all the benefits of ozone therapy yet or all the different ways that you can use it but on the other side of it you have uh clinical applications so like doctors uh doing ozone therapy and saying like oh, i'm i'm using it for SIBO and it seems to be pretty helpful overall well it's not quantified exactly but you know it's a little bit credible and then when you have you know, a number of doctors saying something like that, that's usually when I start to say, yeah, I would probably use it for something like SIBO and give it a try. Um, and then you have anecdotes, which are basically people just telling me what it worked for them for. And I'm a little bit less likely to use those, although I do. Um, like uh, one that's a super common thread is exactly what you said, which was an increase in energy reduction and brain fog. 
um, I just general sense of well-being. That's a really common one. So that'd be a pretty common thread. And so I'd pretty safely say, yeah, there's a good chance that could happen because that independently happens to all these people who are doing it. So, um, it, but your question was drinking the ozone water. What does that do? Yeah, exactly. I, it'd be, it'd be, I think it'd be helpful because I have, so I personally have, uh, I have one of your ozone generators and I've done the stethoscope, um, which is one of the, the mechanisms and it's helpful for me. I, I mentioned to you before we started recording that I just did a pre nuvo scan, which is an MRI that assesses kind of, it, it demonstrates over 500 different, you know, scans for over 500 different early stage diseases, including stage one cancers, which are very hard to detect using many traditional uh, modalities, uh, early cognitive decline, which I'm very, very sensitive to given, given my father's um, cognitive decline. And one of the things, gratefully, I had a, a, a great scan, but one of the things that did pop up was uh, sinal, like blockages in my sinus, as well as kind of compression in my spine, things of that nature. Um, and just anecdotally, when I did the uh, the first sort of stethoscope, I just felt like I could breathe in some ways, like more clearly. And then I definitely had that, the cognitive, like I mentioned earlier, kind of the cock, what felt like a cognitive switch. Like it was just like, I felt a little bit more, um, I don't want to over uh, hype it, but like, uh, you know, like limitless, like I, I've, I've heard of different, like, obviously I've experimented with different nootropics, et cetera, mostly natural, but it felt a little bit more like sensory attunement, so to speak. Like I was more mm -hmm. sensitive to my environment and, and yeah, I'm, I guess if you could break down, I know that it travels throughout the body to a degree, no matter what, um, unless you're obviously using a localized treatment, which as I understand it is very good for disinfection, disinfection. So for example, you know, if you have a skin wound or a staph infection or something like that, doing localized treatment, but as it relates to using like the stethoscope for the, for the brain versus drinking the water versus the vaginal or anal insufflation, um, are there different, uh, efficacies or specialties, which the, the, the means of delivery has particular effects, obviously drinking the water, it sounds like the gut has more effects on the gut, but are there any other, um, things to note as it relates to wh where you might want to focus if you have a particular condition? Yeah, it definitely depends on what you have going on, because if there's like a vaginal infection, interstitial cystitis, um, things like that, you probably want to do vaginal insufflation. Um, if there's gut dysbiosis or you just want the full body benefit, rectal insufflation is the best way to go. Um, ear insufflation actually seems increasingly like there's more indication that it does have some decent full body benefit. Um, like some doctors that I know have been using it for patients who have like heart disease and things like that. And it's not fully quantified yet on that side of things on the ear and in, ear infections. It's really good for it just knocks those out. Like never need antibiotics again in the world. If everybody believed that ozone works for ear infections, like it's that good, but <laughs> there's yeah, so it kind of just depends on where the issue is. And you can almost do that intuitively. Just, you know, I got something in my ears. I got some gut issues. Uh, I got an issue on my skin and my nasal passageways and my eyes. And you just kind of select the therapy that would be closest to that. So, um, yeah, you have the water. You can swish it in the mouth. You can drink it, the ear insufflation, the rectal, the vaginal, uh, and the skin, essentially. Excellent. With the water, when you say swish it in your mouth, I've just been seeing more research. You had mentioned earlier uh, when we were talking offline about Dale Bredesen, who does some really incredible work. He was with the Buck Institute. I'm not sure where he is currently, but he, he talks about the corollary with cognitive decline as sort of thinking about a roof in your house. And many people think that, oh, it's one thing will cause dementia or uh, you know, cognitive decline, but actually it's all these different, you know, whether it be toxic loads, whether it be, you know, uh, exposure to aluminum or, uh, you know, uh, you, you know, obesity or all these mold exposure, all these things can create holes in your roof. Mm -hmm. And when those holes become significant enough, the roof can collapse, which that analogy is obviously that that's when things like dementias onset, et cetera. But, um, you know, the other analogy is even if you genetically are predis predisposed, as I understand, because I saw him speak at the at a, a fu the functional forum clinic, but even if you're pre uh, pre predispositioned or if you have, you know, for example, a genetic orientation. So, I, for example, there's the APOE4 allele gene. So generally speaking, 
uh, it's believed that if you have one APO4, you're three times more likely to get Alzheimer's. And if you have two APO4 alleles, you're 10 times, nine to 10 times more likely to get Alzheimer's. Um, however, as it was described to me, even if you have a loaded gun, AKA if you have the gen genetic predisposition, you can never pull the trigger. You can never have that onset based on epigenetics. So based on your diet and lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so I'm yeah. always curious about what are the epigenetic, um, what are the epige epigenetic uh, ways of being, ways of uh, uh, means of action that can help us in never pulling the trigger that, that perhaps we're set up for genetically. And, and so to me, what's interesting is, and again, this is just based on instinct. I have not gone deep, deep, deep in the research, and you're far more knowledgeable than I am on this. But what I, what I, what what makes sense to me is, I as I think about things like how I feel after I'm exposed to the cold and cold water, um, how I feel when I do breath work, uh, where I'm, you know, I'm sort of deeply bringing in oxygen into my body. Like I notice that state shift. I notice that mm -hmm. change. And I noticed for sure when I do when I do the ozone therapy, it's like I feel absolutely incredible. And now I, I don't know yet how to fully tie that to some of the other things that I've I've been exposed to because unfortunately I have gotten Lyme twice. I have I lived in an, in a moldy and building for seven years, right? So like how deeply that, and I've taken binders, right? I've taken charcoals, I've taken clays, I've taken things that are recommended to to sort of help help draw those things out of the body. But my feeling is, and I can't necessarily substantiate this with with like deep scientific research yet on my own, but my feeling is that like when I'm doing the ozone, it feels like I'm like washing the insides of my body with like oxygen like as you said oxidative stress oftentimes can cause disease it feels like my mitochondria are just being like fed with like this like very pure form of oxygen and i just feel like oof, i feel like all right let's go you know i i know that's anecdotal and i'm not trying to set this up in a way that like is like a softball over the plate but like <laughs> what 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 what, yeah. what what it sounds like it but what 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 is that freaking feeling man do you get that still like having done it for your for as long as you've done it like and as you said like maybe not everyone has that experience i'm not trying to say that that's like every time you do ozone that that's that's definitely going to happen to you but like i'm just trying to understand what's happening to me uh do, do have you had that experience have have you heard people talk about that experience and like what's is it is it just the 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 clean clearer delivery? Is it potentially that I'm unblocking certain things that may have been clogged or like um like I feel like with mold, like the mycotoxins, they talk about it kind of just like embedding into your system and your cells, and it kind of like they're they're just insidious, you know, in terms of you know basically for those listening, mold releases mycotoxins as kind of a protectionary mechanic, and that's actually what oftentimes is, is, is highly deleterious to our health. So I had like aspergillus, which is a very common form of mold grows on fruits. We've all seen it when, when fruit grows like that white fuzz, like that's aspergillus. Yeah. But I had a lot of aspergillus. I also had black mold, but black mold actually isn't quite as airborne um, as, as, as you would think, obviously highly toxic can be, can be lethal. Um, but these molds, you know, can also cause cancers. Like they're, they're really, really gnarly. Um, but one of the greatest uh, treatment protocols is is ozone, both for the environment, but also for, for the body. And so that that actually was the Lyme. I was very fortunate. I know a lot of people who have Lyme. In fact, many people who have Lyme have chronic Lyme, a.k.a. it's embedded in their body and and it's kind of something they live with, uh, I don't in quotes, permanently. Yeah. I, I caught my Lyme in the first week and was able to, to, to knock it out, um, uh, in both instances. Cause I found the target rash, which is, which is not usual. Um, but, but I don't know about the co-infections, you know, Lyme also oftentimes has co-infections that, that go along with that, um, bacterial infection. So for me, I don't know if, I guess my question is, is it, is it, is it like, there's things that I've just almost started to experience as default because I've had these infections for so long. And now I'm sort of having things that are sort of sorting, 
I think about the analogy of a room. It's like I'm I'm bringing I'm op- I'm airing out the room. It's like I've been in a stuffy room, and I, I almost forget that it's it's stuffy because it's become like a fish in a fishbowl. It's become my default reality. And what it feels like is like I freaking open the windows and the sun's coming in and it's like, oh, OK, let me air out this BS, you know, like that, 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 that at least in my mind, it feels kind of like the analogy of what's happening. But, um, yeah, I guess, do you have uh, uh, any insight into what that might be and or can you talk about specifically maybe just to, 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 to hone this in around mold, how, how it works as it relates to um, uh, cleaning out uh, mycotoxins? Yeah, so you kind of hit on it a little bit earlier when you started to say like washing my body out with oxygen. And I, I really used to dislike that. Um, phraseology for describing ozone therapy because i often heard it from people who didn't um like weren't super like read up on literature so in my mind i was like well i'm never hearing that from the scientists and that kind of thing and then i was like but the more i've gotten into the literature and kind of understand it that's like exactly how the body responds to it so it's like now i do say it is like super oxygen right um and it is like a super oxygenating therapy um, and it just helps with oxygen, kind of like um, hyperbaric does that in a different way, but they're both highly oxygenating therapies and they're different. They have their own uses. Like I would, if I had traumatic brain injury, I'd probably prefer um, doing both. But if I had to choose one, I'd probably prefer hyperbaric oxygen therapy. Whereas if I had like an infection, I'd probably prefer ozone therapy or something like that. And so, yeah, kind of on a base level, that that really is how the body acts uh, to it is like it's a super oxygenation thing. And to be a little bit clear, too, on the oxidative stress side, oxidative stress is super necessary. Like you have to have it to live. I mean, you're breathing in oxygen all the time. Your body has to know what to be able to do with that. So it creates oxidative stress um, and it, it's very useful for like immune function and cell signaling and all these really important functions. It just, when it gets out of whack, when it gets to be too much, that's that's when it's bad. So in the case of like, it, so what ozone is doing in terms of oxidative stress is it's balancing it where it's supposed to be and getting it in line with the ideal state that it should be in. And how that pertains to like mold toxicity or Lyme disease is it essentially is activating the immune system then and then the it's not the ozone traveling throughout the body a lot of people think that like uh, a question we get is like how long does the ozone last within the body well it, it reacts instantaneously like in less than a couple seconds in the colon and in the blood it's like less than a millisecond it's like an instantaneous reaction and the therapy has already started to begin and then it creates a domino effect so the ozone isn't like traveling throughout the body and killing bacteria and viruses. And interestingly enough, the body actually does create ozone naturally on its own. So it's, mm. it, it is a native molecule to the body. And that's a, published by like science, one of the, you know, most prestigious journals out there, um, published multiple times. But um, what, what it's doing is it's just making the body, the immune system more activated and more capable of going after the mold toxicity, going after the Lyme disease. And then when you couple that, because like Lyme disease can like hide itself, it can get deep into joints, right? And that's part of why it's so difficult to get rid of It's because it's really intelligent at hiding itself. And so that coupled with the fact that it improves blood flow. And it's not just like a little bit. It reverses things like peripheral vascular disease, according to the literature. And I, I, by the way, the reason I talk on literature so much is because like I can't just say these things. So I have to, you know, be able to say like uh, this isn't me saying this. This is like studied, you know, and then that way I can kind of say these things a, a little bit more emphatically. But yeah, coupled with like blood flow to get to these hard to get to areas or areas that have become uh, ischemic, meaning that there's not blood flow, not oxygen there. Um, now you have an activated immune system that's flowing all through the body and there's super oxygen essentially going all through the body. So we feel good. And, and that's pretty much how it's helping with something like mold or Lyme disease. 
The other thing I would say is if like somebody is like, let's say bedridden with mold or Lyme disease um, and they're like really, really sick, it's probably not the time to start doing ozone therapy. It is a really potent therapy, so you kind of got to respect it in that regard. You don't want to just, if you're really sick, like you've done a lot of work, right? You got out of the mold exposure, you've made the lifestyle changes, all that kind of stuff. So you're in a state where there's tons of upside to it. Um, And there still is upside to somebody that is sick. But the reason you don't want to start off on it right away, you want to get out of the mold exposure, you want to take some of the binders, you want to get the detox pathways open, do the saunas, do the exercise as much as possible, clean up your diet, get good water, those kinds of things. And the reason is, is because your immune system and its function is usually lower when you're really sick like that. So you have a lot of bad bugs in your body. And so when you introduce ozone therapy, what does it do? Well, it turns on the immune system, right? So if you turn on the immune system and you have all these bad bugs in the body, it's going to start killing them off all at the same time at a rate that your body isn't capable of getting rid of um, all the endotoxins that are released. So that can make people have like flu-like symptoms and feel even worse. Even though the net positive is good, we're getting rid of the bad guys. Um, It's avoidable. So if you start off by adjusting some of the lifestyle factors and then moving into ozone, uh, that's a really good way to go about it is because you're opening up your detox pathway. So then when you start to kill off the pathogens, you're more capable of discarding it. I think that's a really valuable point uh, because so basically if I were to sort of summarize, if you're in a really acute uh area of tex- toxicity, you probably want to do some other things first to get your body ready and capable to fully utilize ozone. I, I know for me, for example, saunas helped profoundly, yeah. uh, just in terms of sort of getting some of the, you know, sweating out some of those mycotoxins. I did do the binders. The number one thing, which any mold expert will tell you is to get out of the environment you're in, which I was highly resistant to. And anyone listening who's dealing with something similar may resonate with. I mean, I I, I didn't own my home, to be fair, but I was in a rent stabilized one bedroom on the beach. I was paying half of the usual rent and I, I was in the best location in Los Angeles. And so keeping it real talk like i didn't want to move like yeah like, fair enough i wouldn't I either <laughs> i don't i don't want to move at all like I'm, I'm watching the sunset every day i'm feeling freaking great but then you realize obviously uh that it's it's having profoundly deleterious uh, you know consequences on your health and you know as the buddha said of all wealth health is greatest and best you know um and so so for me uh i decided to prioritize that um let's talk a little bit about um and I don't know to what degree you can go deep into it. And I, and I respect the fact that you're being measured and also grounding your, your, you know, your, your points in literature. Uh, I really resonate with that. Um, as it relates to athletics, right? Like I know, for example, that some athletes are using ozone to sort of keep them in the game, so to speak. Can you talk about why, why would an athlete or someone who's highly driven to performance want to consider ozone? Yeah. And I mean, it's already really common in professional sports. So we have a number of football teams that have done it. Uh, We're just doing a partnership with a guy who has like professional uh, athletes from all sorts of disciplines now doing IV ozone therapy as a part of a service that he's offering. Um, So it's pretty common. And the reason is, is because of that oxygen efficiency improvement. So it's not about the amount of oxygen we're breathing in, right? So how much I'm breathing in, I'm not going to be breathing in more after doing an ozone treatment. It's not going to change that. But what it does is it makes all the oxygen that you breathe in more efficient. So your cells are now more capable of taking that oxygen and converting it into energy. That's metabolism. So essentially, you're ramping up your metabolism, creating more energy. And that's why it's really useful for athletics. So and and specifically, like if you're in a stamina sport like uh, marathons or something that's a little bit more long distance day, it's really helpful because it it prolongs the amount of time that you stay in an aerobic state before you go into anaerobic, which is when you start to get a lot of lactic acid buildup. You're not producing as much energy, that kind of thing. So you you fatigue less quickly. So you can essentially work out for longer or do a sport for longer before you start to fatigue. So if I do an ozone treatment, like say prior to playing basketball or something, like I I can go significantly more, like anywhere from, it seems like 30 to 50% longer before I really start to tire out. Um, And that's a really cool feeling. Uh, So it's really helpful in that regard. And then in athletics, the other thing, 
I mean, it, it's helpful in uh, injuries. So you can do like joint injections and things like that as a regenerative uh, type of deal. So it's going to work with some of the pain pathways. It's going to improve blood flow to the area. It's a stimulus to the area and getting the body to start to work on that specific area. Like we mentioned, the herniated discs, you can also do that into the knees, the ankles, um, pretty much anywhere that there's some sort of injury it can be helpful with. They even use it for like frozen shoulder, uh, rotator cuff tears, um, things like that. That would obviously be in a clinic setting, but yeah, you can get all those like oxygen efficiency benefits just from doing it at home, uh, to improve athletic performance. Wow. Okay. Amazing. And, and what about, you'd mentioned earlier, um, and I don't know how deep you can go on this, but you had mentioned, for example, cancer folks who are dealing with cancers or other forms of, of degenerative disease where, where, in what other instances wherein someone has an acute condition, a disease they might be contending with is ozone helpful and in what ways? Jeez. Well, there's a lot. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's studied for over 150 different, and that's just like research. That's not even like what it's good for. So what it's good for may well be like 450. I mean, I kind of take it almost like I, it's never going to replace exercise. It's never going to replace like lifestyle changes that are hugely impactful, but I see it as just generally it's improving the platform in which I exist, which is my body. Right. So if I improve that really less likelihood of disease and the diseases that I have are easier or improved in some capacity. Right. So in the case of like, uh, I mentioned cancer, uh, it's not a direct cancer treatment. It, it doesn't attack the cancer. You know, there's certain things that practitioners will do. That'll be like a direct, like let's, you know, shrink the tumor. Let's directly attack it. It more operates in, um, Dr. Tony Jimenez is a great example. He runs hope for cancer out of Tijuana, Mex Mexico, which is like a holistic cancer treatment center. Um, and so he has a number of pillars for treating cancer. And two of them are immune system and oxygenation. Um, so it, it's really helping from those two standpoints. The other thing I would say is if you know somebody that is going through chemotherapy, ozone is like, I would highly recommend doing ozone. Like if they decided to go down that route, uh, because it drastically improves the quality of life by a factor of like, it's something like 74%. And I have an article on this with like more research and that kind of stuff. And, and, and those markers are things like energy, sleep, like really big deals. So it drastically improves quality of life if they're undergoing chemotherapy and significantly reduces the toxic byproduct and the, the, uh, reactive oxygen species and different things that are created from chemotherapy itself. So on one side, you're getting a drastically improved quality of life. And on the other side, uh, you're getting reduced toxicity if they're undergoing chemotherapy. So for me, that's like a no brainer for, cause if it's like a family member or somebody meaningful to you, that's like a couple thousand bucks and they're like, good to go on that side of things. And it's going to make a huge difference. Um, and it's, it's really quite well studied in that area. Um, in terms of cancer, uh, I think it's just like one of those good things to do. You know, it's gotta be a part of a comprehensive protocol. You know, it's a multifactorial disease. There's a lot of things happening. And so I think it's really helpful. Um, and I've had, I, I don't know, like some cancers go spontaneously into remission. So it's hard to say if it was that or the ozone. Um, but I mean, I've had a lot of people say like, oh, I got rid of my colon cancer, or, you know, this type of cancer, X, Y, and Z. And th those are really cool uh, stories. And I, I really hope that's the case and that the science keeps on getting further and we find that it's, wow, it's really quite effective for this stuff. Um, but it's not quite there yet. So we'll see what what comes up with that um with time so what you're saying what you're saying is you're, you're not saying advocating obviously just for those listening that it's the cure for cancer however it can be very very helpful in in a, in a in, in a multifactorial kind of approach whether someone's you know taking a, a conventional protocol like chemotherapy no matter what it, it, it can overall help improve quality of life and 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 likely boost immune function yeah. And that's the other cool thing with it. It's like the great adjunctive. It doesn't have any known like interactions with drugs or anything like that. Cause really ah, what it's yeah. doing is it's just like stimulating your body. There are a couple caveats to that. Like, um, if you do IV ozone therapy, 
and you're on prescription blood, blood thinners, you can't do that because IV ozone therapy, they have to use something called heparin, which prevents the blood from clotting. Because when you pull blood out of the body, it starts to clot and that kind of stuff. So they have to add that in so it doesn't do that. But if you're already on prescription blood thinners, that would be like doubling up on dose. So you wouldn't want to do that. But it is like a great ad adjunctive because it's not like uh, causing like negative interactions with other stuff because it it really is just your body performing better. So the, and again, the ozone interaction is like almost instant. It's like over. It's done. Now it's your body's uh, opportunity to take it from there and heal up. So beautifully said, I want to take it a little bit. <laughs> I'm almost hesitant to bring this up, but I, it's a, it's a curiosity, um, uh, far less consequential, but uh, one of the things that I've understood is that actually ozone can be very beneficial, for example, for headaches. And I don't, I I'm lucky in that I don't get headaches, um, uh, regularly. However, and I, you know, I, I, as many people listening to the show know, I, I, I took a year and a half off drinking alcohol. I currently drink very, very infrequently, and I'm considering uh, total cessation. But for, you know, for social aspects, like when there's a social occasion, um, you know, and I take charcoal, thiamine can be very good in terms of helping, you know, your liver process the alcohol. In general, I think alcohol is very toxic and, and probably is worth cutting out. That said, I'm also a realist. And I do believe that, you know, community is one of the most important things we can have. And so, you know, I, I also like to kind of, I, I like to keep my mind open. Um, I have not tried ozone after a night of drinking. Have do you have any experience either anecdotally or or thoughts on because when I was speaking to a, another friend who does do ozone, uh, she had mentioned that actually it's very good at sort of cl clearing up the hangover. I, I this is very anecdotal, but I'm just curious to see if you I don't even know if you drink or 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 know folks who do drink, but if it's if it's if there's any any truth to that. And and if so, why that would work maybe. Well, I'm one of those guys that had their heyday with drinking, so my days are no more. <laughs> I'm glad for it. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I haven't had that experience. Um, I think it just depends on the cause and probably the severity. And, you know, I could, I would think it could potentially help to a degree, but um, in the case of alcohol, you have all that like substance that's rolling around in your body, your body's getting rid of it, you're dehydrated. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't have great information on that. If you find if you, uh, you know, get a group of friends together and you try it together, let me know how the results are. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm considering total cessation. But uh, if I do have a drink, I will try. I'll try and report back the results. Um, well, let's get let's get into actually like the mechanics. Right. So I I know. The, um, so I have right now the Simply O3 uh, generator. And I have a stethoscope. I have the tubes for the um, the anal insufflation uh, for me. Um, and and I know that there's oils. I'm currently also um, taking uh, one of your brain optimization protocols. But can you talk a little bit about um, like how does one use the product? It's very simple. Obviously, it was shipped to me, and I set it up in, in a matter of minutes. But um, you know, can you tell people where they can go to to find these uh, ozone generators? I, I think also just to speak to the price point, I know like if someone goes to an IV clinic, for example, if they want to pursue this, um, those those treatments add up quite quickly. And it, and it feels like at least with the with the oxygen I have this, I can be doing a lot of treatments over the life of this product and it, and, and it will last a lifetime. So can you talk actually about the products that you have available uh, on the site? Yeah, so essentially it's simplyo3.com that has all the products. Um, and there's, so to do ozone therapy, essentially you need an oxygen tank. That's the one thing to that you have to get um, that the store doesn't provide. I mean, you can buy it on the store, but we usually recommend getting it locally because you have to go to get it filled anyway. So you may as well just buy it from that guy. Um, but you have, there's two different options for oxygen tanks. You can get the 870 medical, which requires a prescription. And if you do happen to have migraines and you can get a prescription for migraines, that's the way to go because that cuts a lot of bureaucracy in the oxygen world. Um, but the other option is using commercial grade oxygen, which is also 99.9% .9 oxygen. Personally, I'm not saying anybody to do this, but personally, I still use that for my IVs. 
Uh, I feel very comfortable with it. Super safe. It's rated for 99.9% oxygen. When the people hear a commercial, they just think it or like in the context of, well, there's medical grade and then there's commercial. There must be a difference. They're filled from the same spigot. It's the same thing. It's just one's regulated with prescriptions and one's not. Um, and to get that commercial tank, you can go to like air gas, Praxair, uh, weld supply shop and just ask for uh, an oxygen tank and do that. Uh, we do have them on our store as well. But um, but yeah, so you have your oxygen tank and then that's hooked up to what's called the ozone generator. So the ozone generator is what is adding that third oxygen atom to the oxygen. And then from there, you'll have like uh, something that connects to the ozone generator, like the stethoscope, which goes directly into the ears, the water system, which puts the gas into the water. Uh, you have the rectal insufflation. You capture a little bit into a bag first, and then you uh, put it where the sun don't shine. Uh, but there, there's all these different attachments you can do on it. And yeah, all those are just through simplyo3.com. I think the best place to start typically is there's a link at the top that says download the definitive guide to ozone. Um, and if you are the type of person that wants to have the details, that's the best place to start by far, because it's going to walk you through step by step on everything you need to know. Um, and it has different levels of information. So if you just want like the quick start that's in there, if you want like tons of reading stuff that's in there, if you want videos that's in there, and then I'll kind of get people up and running with everything they need to know. And then we also have like live agents, like you can sign up for like a live free consult, um, you can call and talk to somebody. And a lot of people that work in our company have had some sort of disease that they were mediated with ozone therapy. So they have a very in intimate knowledge of it and understanding of it and a lot of passion around it. So it's really helpful from that standpoint. Um, and then we do have another website, uh, that's drsozone.com. And that's more the educational side of things, not the products, but just the education surrounding it. Amazing. Highly recommend you guys uh, drop in and check it out. Um, I'm at the very beginning of my journey. I'm going to report back, but um, I can say so far, I've tried lots of things. This is of the most potent in terms of anecdotally how I feel after using it. And I have, you know, some of the, I have had mold exposure, I have had Lyme. And so uh, I'm deeply, deeply interested in seeing where this journey takes me. Uh, Mike, I would love to keep in touch on this um, and report back to my community. I'm going to set myself up. I'm not yet, but it, would it be okay if I set myself up as an affiliate? I'll, I'll try to get a code for, for my audience and uh, I can link that below to the show notes. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. I think you talked to Christy already. She can get you hooked up with all that kind of stuff so that you guys can have a discount. Great, great. So yeah, guys, I'll set it up with uh, with their team. It'll likely be Peak Mind. Uh, just link below, but uh, put in the code Peak Mind. We'll get you a discount. I'll set that up before this episode airs, um, so that if you want to go in, and I highly recommend you do, um, you'll have a mechanism to do so, and and they'll they'll put you up in a favorable way. So. Uh, Michael Lau, great pleasure to have you on the show, my friend. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, looking forward to checking in again.